This is No Stop Lights with Ken Ard. Welcome to another edition of No Stop Lights. I want to thank our good sponsors, Mickey Fins, Marlboro PD Electric, Schofields, Carolina Bank, and Pepsi of Florence. You know, there, there are a lot of sentiments in America that we agree with. There are a lot of things we don't agree with. The Wall Street Journal had a very interesting poll, the decline of certain core values in America. Uh, what is a core value? Uh, what is natural law? What is God's way? Um, America seems to be pulling back uh, from some of its core values, historically um, core values, patriotism, religion, having children, community investment, money, hard work. Um, the, the empiricals of our, um, of our nation appear to be waning. Um, it's, it's really broken down by age group, um, generational, you could imagine. Um, Democrats have certain views. Republicans have certain views. Um, but one of the most interesting parts of this poll kind of plays into one of the most um, recent tragedies we've had in America, and that is the school shooting in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it's a tragedy. It's horrific. It's horrible um, in the most humanistic way imaginable. Your heart breaks for anybody that has to deal with the death of a, of a kid or a parent for that matter. But, um, but three nine-year-olds, um, a couple of 61-year-olds, a 60-year-old uh, were tragically slaughtered in cold blood um, by, a, um, by a mass shooter who identified as non-binary. The hell does that mean? Uh, let, let's kind of um, let's delve into that uh, the best we know how. Once again, I want to make clear this is not a, an indictment of a way of life. It's simply um, to provoke some sort of necessary conversation on where the guardrails are. Where are the bounds of our our society? I full disclosure, uh, I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that God is in control of the natural order of man, of of woman, of of animals. Of you know, the sun comes up in the east, sun goes down in the west. I'm not a spiritual superhero. I don't profess to be a spiritual superhero, but but I do have a biblical world view. And when you look at the Wall Street Journal's poll, that there's kind of an interesting, once again, um, patriotism, religion, having children, community involvement, money, hard work. Um, there's fair debate to be had about that. Um, it would be easy to argue that my dad placed too much of an emphasis on hard work. It would be easy to say that... Um, some people place too much emphasis on money or, or maybe even patriotism. Religion, what do they say about politics and religion? Um, I mean, it's, it, it's a debate that never ends. It's a, um, it's a debate that could go on forever. But in the poll uh, from the Wall Street Journal, I found very interesting that three-quarters of Republicans said society had gone too far in accepting people who are transgender. About half of Democrats said society has not gone far enough. 56% of Democrats said society has not gone far enough in accepting um, some of the realities or practicalities of transgenderism, uh, gender, nonconformity. Uh, th there's a big debate in America about gender um, dysphoria, uh, the unhappiness one has with the gender of which they were born, um, and the... The, the cleanup the legacy media tried to do in regards to the day last week that we found out how hor horrific 
uh, the shooting in Nashville was. The New York Times, the gray lady, uh, one of the most storied legacy media outlets in all the world, um, tweeted at uh, March 27, 2023, that uh, female assailants in mass shooting in the U.S., like the one that occurred on Monday in Nashville, extremely rare, according to the Violence Project, which maintains a national database of mass shootings dating to 1966. They... Um, corrected that tweet with a subsequent tweet that said there was confusion later on Monday about the gender identity of the assailant in the Nashville shooting. Officials had used she or her to refer to the suspect who, according to a social media post and LinkedIn profile, appeared to identify as a man in recent months. Let's, let's take some of the uh, issues the Wall Street Journal talked exclusively about patriotism. I mean, is that important? I think it is. Uh, religion, is that important? I think it is. Having children, is that important? I mean, personally, I think it is. Community involvement, money, hard work. Um, the, these things that we struggle deciding what the correct and proper and proper balance is. I don't think America has a problem when we're debating as passionately, uh, passionately as we choose. Um, where do we land on patriotism? Where do we land on religion? Where do we land on having children or not? Where do we land on how involved we should be in the communities of which we call home. Um, how important is money? How important is um, money in relation to the happiness of our lives? Hard work. I'll give you a quick some example. Um, I'm the last year technically of the baby boomer. Born in 1963, 66% of boomers believe that hard work is vitally important and a work ethic is critical to, to live in a good life. Um, I'm not talking about success in financial reward, but but understanding that what you put in is kind of sort of what you get out. 32% of millennials believe that. Excuse me, 32% of Generation Xers uh, believe that. that. There's a fundamental difference in the way we perceive hard work. But once in, once again, valid argument, very valid debate. The point I want to make in this podcast is um, the – the realities of where we've allowed the debate to get when it comes to um, some of the cultural, social issues in America today, um, is this the moment of impasse? Is this the moment? Is the transgender movement in America um, kind of the line of demarcation of what Americans are willing to accept as normal and what they aren't willing to accept as normal? Um, whenever there's a mass shooting, the best thing to do is, is hold your opinion close to your vest because there are a lot of things we are waiting to find out. There was a manifesto with this, um, with this horrific tragedy. Um, you know, the first assumption that I made was it's a female assailant. That's unusual. Uh, per Google, take it for what it's worth, only four in U.S. history um, have occurred with the female being uh, the mass shooter. Men normally do crazy things like this. And, and what motivates somebody to, to point a loaded gun at a, at a nine-year-old child and pull the trigger? I have no idea. I mean, I can't fathom where you allow yourself to get um, psychologically, mentally. Um, it's got to be a disturbed nature of existence to believe that there's any sense of, of normal regarding um, that. But, but when I read that this this person was a female, it was kind of an aha moment. Okay, that's that's unusual. 
women don't normally commit these sorts of violent crimes. And then it was later reported as the New York Times, and that's why I led off with that, that they had made a mistake. Um, they had initially misidentified the gender of the shooter. Okay. Um, in traditional fashion, if we think a man did it and we find out a woman did it, that there's a necessary correction. There is a gender misidentification that happened, but that's not the New York Times point. The New York Times point is a biological female who identifies as a male is due a correction to the media, and that's bizarre to me, and it kind of set me on the course of, of where are the guardrails. Now, now, full disclosure, I am somewhat of a libertarian-leaning Republican. I believe that the, the greatness of America is, is primarily in its ability for people to choose and chart their course. That the celebration of individual liberties and, and freedoms is something that, that I perceive to be very essential to the American existence. So, so when we ponder the question about whether or not someone should be allowed to identify as um, the sex of which they're not born into, that's kind of bizarre and weird, but that's where we are. It's almost like um, the, 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 the issue of homosexuality and gay marriage um, I have a biblical worldview. Uh, roughly half of America has a biblical worldview. We would argue that God's natural order um, is the right natural order. But, but I also don't have the luxury nor permission nor right to impose a biblical worldview on those who don't abide by that. There are people who believe in God, and there are people who don't believe in God. When you believe in a God in heaven, you accept the Bible as the word of God. There, there is a natural order that, that, that the Bible imposes on you and your value system. It, it's, it's not something that we live up to every day. And I don't want to go down the road of trying to play Sunday school teacher or preacher. But, but it is something that, that is embedded in how you perceive things to be. So as someone who has a biblical worldview, who believes in the gospel of Jesus Christ, homosexuality is abnormal to me. Gay marriage is abnormal to me. Um, I'm not judgmental. Uh, I don't have the right, once again, to impose my worldview. In other words, if I've got a biblical worldview, and the Bible says in, in so many ways and words that, that homosexuality is sinful and gay marriage is not to be allowed, I, I, can't, I can't force you to have the biblical worldview that I do. And, and I guess... That, that those who have accepted homosexuality as, as more of the mainstream and gay marriage, I'm, I'd be guilty of that. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. Homosexuality is not as um, alarming to me today. I become desensitized to homosexuality. I become desensitized to, um, to gay marriage. And once again, I'm not saying that, that you know, um, that, that homosexuality is, uh, sh should be abolished in America. I'm not saying gay marriage is to be abolished in America. Uh, once again, I believe in individual rights and liberties and freedoms, and here's where I kind of bump in uh, to my own personal and introspective um, self and opinions. But, but the, the point I want to try and articulate today is the belief that I have of gay marriage and homosexuality, I think is very legitimate. I think it's very valid. But, but it, it's certainly not something I'm entitled to force upon you. Gender dysphoria is different to me. That there's tried to, I mean, we, we've allowed this debate about gender neutrality or gender nonconformity or, or you know, non-binary. We've allowed this debate 
to be lumped in to, to the same argument of homosexuality and gay marriage. And I, I just personally think they're light years from one another. Um, but it's once again, the, the word I use is abnormal. To me, personally, hosting No Stop Lights, it's abnormal for a man to be sexually attracted to another man. It's abnormal to me for a woman to be sexually attracted um, to another woman. It's beyond abnormal to believe that, that a person can believe they've been born the wrong sex and society normalized that behavior by um, you know, the, the redefining of mental illness. Um, the American psychological, American psychiatrist um, have basically said that gender dysphoria and gender uh, or binary uh, gender nonconformity is no longer a mental illness. It is, it is something that people have a right to choose. Um, a man in America today has a right to fall in love with another man. Once two men fall in love with one another, the Supreme Court has deemed it legal for that man to marry that woman. Not, not a civil union, but marriage. Now, personally, once again, and I'm going back to my subjective personal opinion because I don't know that I'm right. I mean, I, you know, I, I've studied Christianity. I've tried to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that has impacted and affected my life, but I don't know what, without a shadow of a doubt that, that my worldview is right. I don't know beyond a reasonable doubt or beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is who he says he was. And, and I'm not trying to t- go, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm getting preachy here and being judgmental. Uh, rest assured, I'm not. It's just, it's just the, the reality of having to have a standard. And my standard has been uh, created and affirmed and, and, and debated with that biblical worldview. So all of a sudden, society becomes more secular, becomes less religious. Some of the Wall Street Journal clearly shows that we're a less religious people. 62% of Americans 20 years ago considered themselves a religious person. 39% of Americans today consider themselves a religious person. You have every right to be religious. You have every right not to be religious. But, but if we're not going to follow God's natural law, then what law do we impose? I, I just said, I don't have a right to impose a biblical worldview on anybody. I mean, it's something I've decided on my own volition through my own research. It's something I am very confident and comfortable in, but, but I certainly don't have a right to force you to feel the way the way I feel. But if you don't have that biblical worldview, what do you base that standard in? What is out of bounds and what is in bounds? Let's use this, um, this horrific tragedy in Nashville as an example. This was a biological female who um, went from being a biological female to pronoun neutral, whatever the hell that means, from pronoun neutral to uh, the pronouns of his and and him. So so let's let's argue that that person has a right to do that. And there's no threat to society by that person doing that. Do I have a right to have three wives? Do I have a right to force my 15-year-old kid um, to, to believe it's okay for dad to have three wives? And, and the, the point I'm trying to make, guys, is once we, once we uh, agree that there are no standards, then there simply are no standards. And, and anything goes. And it's the old slippery slope argument. And, and I think it's very warranted in this case. And I think it's, 
extremely dangerous uh, about where we're headed here. I want to read this real quick. Um, th- there was a gay person who made this comment. There are gays, lesbians, and bisexual. Everyone else is just pretending. Um, and and then you've got, I mean, I'm too stupid to keep up with the acronyms in the, in the gay community. You've got a group called the LGB without the QT. You've got um, the TERFs, T-E-R-S. That's the Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Um, and and it, some of these transcritical and transaffirmative um, views. I mean, it, we've arrived in a world, as I said earlier, where gay marriage and homosexuality represent the mainstream. I mean, there's nothing uncommon about gay marriage. There's nothing uncommon about homosexuality. We see it um, in our face every second of every day, and I become somewhat um, desensitized to this. But but once we become desensitized to things that are abnormal, in my word, not yours, I mean, I don't know how you feel about the abnormality or not of same-sex marriage, the abnormality of not of homosexual uh, homosexuality, but I, I don't know how we debate um, someone born of a certain gender believing they were born of uh, the wrong gender. So, so once again, as society, and, and we debate, we, we, we uh, some of the policymakers, some of the Supreme Court decisions, some of the, um, the state legislators and, and legislatures, I mean, they, you know, they, they delve into these cultural, social issues in a very profound way. And, and it seems to me that that the redefining of gender dysphoria as a mental illness, and now it would fall under the, um, I guess, the category of sexual pleasures, sexual sensations, um, you know, gender dysphoria to me. I don't know the technical definition, but as far as I'm concerned, it means that I am unhappy and, um, and not satisfied with the gender of which I was born. So, so once again, if society is going to agree to allow someone to not or, or to, to identify themselves as the sex other than they were born of, what's out of bounds? I mean, I mean, wh- what in the hell is not legitimate? I'll give you an example. Um, I want to be the, I mean, I, I'm going to identify tomorrow as Bill Gates' 60-year-old kid. Who says I can't? I mean, who, who says I can't identify as Bill? I want my share uh, of, the, um, of the estate. And if I don't get my share of the estate, I'm hiring a lawyer. And I'm going to go to court and I'm going to argue that I identify today as a, as a male. I mean, I'm not gender dysphoric, but, but I, I, I believe that because I feel this way that I'm Bill Gates' kid and I have a right to whatever percentage of his estate that, that is appropriate. And if I don't get that, because once again, there are no standards. I mean, why can't I identify as Bill Gates' kid. Why can't I identify as Bill Gates' kid and Elon Musk's brother? I mean, I want to be, I want to be blood relation. Once again, I mean, if we can, if we can, I mean, if, if, if God can allow us to be born of the wrong sex and we in our own very earthly understanding can, can decide, I don't want to be that sex anymore. I want to be this sex. I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's very personal, but then it stops becoming very personal because the next thing you know, um, some states, believe it or not, would allow that person to compete against uh, women in swimming meets. They would allow that person, uh, a 28-year-old male who identifies as female because they, they're gender dysphoric, 
I mean, that 28-year-old male is allowed to go into a restroom or a locker room with my 20-year-old daughter? So, so for those who say, well, it's personal. I mean, it's something you deal with on your own terms. Why, why would a Southern straight conservative male be worried about this gender dysphoria when it doesn't affect or impact me? But it does. It has a major impact. The, the biggest impact is not the fact that a biological male who identifies as a female can go into a shower, a public shower, with a 20-year-old female, your daughter, my daughter, your sister, uh, my sister, but we've got to celebrate that as being courageous. And that's, I mean, to, to me, that's just beyond the word bizarre. And I think the, the, the most dawning narrative here is, once again, where are the standards? Where are um, the guardrails? We're, we're treating people who have this uh, old-fashioned biblical worldview as if they were out of the mainstream. We're beginning to place in the mainstream. Once again, we're done with homosexuality. I mean, homosexuality is as normal as heterosexuality. And I'm talking about in the um, in the deliverer of news, in academia, and in, in the media, and they dominate a lot of the narrative. I mean, who writes history? Academics and, and journalists. So as we write the history of this, um, you know, this, this embracing of an alternate lifestyle, um, and, and once again, guys, I'm not here to impose my values. I'm not here to impose my worldview. I do believe that my worldview is consistent with natural law and, and the natural order, and I do believe that the further we drift away from natural law and natural order, uh, the more in danger we become. But, but, but you're, you're, you're asking me to basically live in a country that allows, embraces, accepts as normal a 28-year-old male who decides he doesn't want to be a male any longer, can share a restroom, can share a locker room with a, with a 20-year-old female that I care deeply about, and, and I'm supposed to accept that as normal. There's nothing normal about that. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's perverted is what it is. I mean, we can argue homosexuality has gotten past perversion because it's more mainstream. Gay marriage has gotten past perversion because it's more uh, mainstream. There's nothing... There's nothing about this that doesn't, I mean, it's concocted in hell. I mean, in all honesty, non-binary, gender dysphoria, um, gender nonconformity. I mean, it's it's a mental disorder. And it was, you know, for a long time, diagnosed as a mental disorder. And and, and once again, we're being asked as a nation to, to, to embrace, to celebrate some of the most abnormal behavior. And, and not just abnormal behavior. There's one thing about abnormal behavior. But, but it's, it's another thing for the New York Times to once again um, issue a press release and then correct the press release because they identified the person as a man, excuse me, a, a woman, when the person identifies themselves as a man. I mean, it's confusing. It's incredibly confusing, and, it, and, it, and it's dangerous. I mean, it really and truly is dangerous. There, there are certain orders that have served civilization for a long time in a very profound way. And, and I, I'm not, I'm not for, for never changing anything. I understand um, the times they are a changing, as Bob Dylan famously said. Uh, you know, we, we rode, we walked to school, and then we rode bikes to school, and then we drove cars to school, and before long we'll drive electric cars to school, and one day we may fly in a hovercraft to school. I, I'm not opposed to a to, to an ever advancing and improving and um and forward looking way of life. There's there's nothing about this. 
that, that is old-fashioned or new-fashioned. This has nothing to do with old-fashioned and new-fashioned. This is more about the acceptance of a natural order or not. And, and once again, my natural order is derived from a biblical worldview. If yours doesn't, I, I, I certainly respect that. But if it doesn't, I'd ask you to explain the rationale behind believing that, that, that someone was born of the wrong sex and it's okay for them to identify as the other sex um, and, and share restrooms. And, um, you know, it could be worse. I could be a female swimmer. Uh, um, imagine the plight of a female swimmer. And, and it's interesting now how many legacy media organizations are saying, you know, there, there aren't many studies out there that show much of a difference between a biological male and a biological female. I mean, the absurdity of that. Uh, you know, you know. once again, <laughs> be, be a bit preachy here for a second. I mean, this goes back to Adam and Eve. You know, Adam was born with certain hardware. Eve was born with certain hardware. And it's been that way for thousands of years. And all of a sudden, in woke, enlightened, politically correct America, we decide that men don't have to be men any longer. Once again, we decided ah, a decade or so ago that, that uh, a marriage is not a covenant from God between a man and a woman. A marriage is whatever we choose a marriage to be, and we legally approve gay marriage. Homosexuality is something that we've um we've said, okay, but it's mainstream. So so when you look at a heterosexual couple or a homosexual couple, you're not supposed to be compelled to feel any different uh, about that. And so then you know th- those are personal opinions. Uh, but but it leads to another. You know, marijuana is accused of being a gateway drug, and you know. I've had friends with issues with drugs, and they'll tell me, you know, marijuana on its own is not as dangerous as cocaine or heroin or some of the other illicit substances, but it does create a certain degree of comfort with marijuana. It's just marijuana. It's just homosexuality. It's just gay marriage. Well, the next thing you know, some some lady storms a high school, excuse me, storms an elementary school, kills three kids, kills three teachers, and the New York Times decides that they made a mistake in identifying who the perpetrator of the crime is. So, I mean, I could easily argue that gay marriage and homosexuality were were the gateway to allow the normalization of things that to me are just completely and totally abnormal. It doesn't make any less of a tragedy. I mean, if it's a a MAGA hat wearing um, conservative or, or America firster, storming a a school killing three innocent kids and three teachers that's a horrible tragedy that's horrific and we hope it never happens we wish it never had happened it did we hope it never happens again but but when it involves someone who is a biological male excuse me a biological female identifying as a biological male we've got to open that pandora's box we've got to be concerned about what what inside of someone that believes they were born of the wrong sex would allow them to act upon some of those impulses. Um, is, is this a, um, I mean, was this a Christian killing? I don't have any idea that there's been a lot of reports about Tennessee and the bill banning transgender, transgenderism or surgeries, you know, to change someone's sex and state funding being involved in that. I even saw a theory of one of the um, conservative news sites is located in Tennessee. And this could have been the, um, Ah, the, a factor in driving someone uh, to do this or do that. 
the the macro point I'm trying to get across, bear with me for a second, is the normalization of very abnormal behavior. And I want to go back to the Wall Street Journal poll. I mean, you know, I am more than willing for someone to sit right here in front of me and we'll debate patriotism. I mean, I don't have a monopoly on patriotism. I have an opinion. I think it's important. You may not. Uh, Religion. Uh, Is America better off with more religious people or fewer religious people? I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, Are we better off when man and woman are procreating? We're having families and we're we're having instead of 2.1 kids, having 2.5 kids. I don't know. don't have any idea what the answer to that is. I've got an opinion. Community involvement. Um, You'd like to believe we're a better nation when more people are involved and care about and committed to and invested in their communities. Um, How important money should or should not be. Um, the work ethic question, how, how big a deal is that as we try to lead our lives and make America a better place? But every now and then, th- there's an issue that turns your head. And this was one for me. But because, once again, I believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. The Supreme Court disagrees with me. Therefore, I am, um, you know, w- without, without concern about, you know, a man marrying another man or a woman marrying another woman. The courts have decided that that's going to be legal in America. I think it's abnormal, just as I think it's abnormal, as I said earlier, for a man to be physically or, or sexually attracted to another man. But but they are. I mean, there are men in America today that are sexually attracted to another man. That there are women who are sexually attracted to other women. I mean, that's about around since the beginning of time. I mean, you talk Sodom and Gomorrah, you can go back to some of the Old Testament scriptures. I mean, that's not some newfound phenomenon. But, but I, I don't know that I've ever read and studied and understood. I mean, you got cross-dressers, but, but you've got actual people now in the public square um, saying that God allowed them to be born of the wrong sex and, and acting upon that impulse. We've got, we've got certain states in America now that allow an eight-year-old to enter into a medical contract with a, with a licensed medical professional to have their genitalia mutilated. I mean, that, that's bizarre to me. And, and I, you know, I, I guess the argument I am making, and I'll probably catch some heat for this for being a closed-minded Southern conservative, um, which I'm not. I mean, I am a Southern conservative. I don't think I'm closed-minded. I think I've been willing to accept, not embrace. Uh, you'll never find me embracing gay marriage. I won't embrace homosexuality. But I've accepted that as somewhat normal in American culture and society. But at some point in time, those of us who have a biblical worldview— those of us who believe in a, um, a God-ordained or orchestrated natural order, we have to say that's a, that's a bridge too far. I mean, you know, to, to, to suggest that gender dysphoria is a, is a sexual state of mind rather than a mental disorder or mental illness is, I think, a, um, a disservice to the debate. I think it's a disservice to the country, and I think there's a tremendous um, consequence that we will pay one day. And it's interesting to me. Some of the political leadership, some of the corporate leadership, um, some of the clergy are, are trying to say, well, this is just another page of the chapter in America and its progression, its evolution, its getting to a better, safer, uh, more diverse, more equitable, no, more inclusive place. Um, to me, gender dysphoria is a mental illness, gender nonconformity and, and binary or concoctions from hell. And, and people who believe in the natural order, people who believe that, um, that there's a God in heaven that, that put all of this in motion, we're guardians, we're responsible, we're custodians of, um, 
of the resources, and not just the resources, but but the leadership. Uh, we all have some degree of leadership in this place we call home. And and as I read the horrific story of what happened in Nashville um, last week, it, it motivated me to kind of revisit w- w- what about me allowed, I mean, I, I, once again, the, the abnormal behaviors that, that I have accepted um, are one thing. To, to believe that somebody was born a man can be a woman simply because they feel like a woman, um, that's an absurdity. And somebody on, um, on the conservative side of things has to directly address some of these issues. Let's, let's take a break. want to uh, recognize some of our sponsors. I want to thank our sponsors. Carolina Bank serves communities throughout northeastern South Carolina, offering a wide range of services to meet every personal or business need from straightforward accounts to complex finances. They're prepared to help you reach your financial goals. Carolina Bank, banking on tradition since 1936. Member FDIC Schofields, Ace Hardware, your one-stop shop for all hardware, paint and lawn and garden needs, plus all things sporting goods, including firearms, safes, clothing, footwear, and more. Pepsi of Florence represent the entire product line of PepsiCo, one of the world's leading food and beverage companies. Pepsi of Florence also serve brands from other great companies, such as Dr. Pepper, Canada Dry, Lipton Tea, Gatorade, and various regional brands. Mickey Finn's largest South Carolina liquor wholesaler, serving every county in the state, largest bourbon selection statewide. They ship wines to 43 states, opening soon a new beverage warehouse across from Bucky's on I-95 in Florence. They support USC athletics, including Williams Bryce and Colonial Life Arena. Marlboro PD Electric Co-op, if you're in big business and looking for an industrial park in the south to build your new plant, consider Marlboro PD Electric Co-op's new PD Commerce Center. Uh, an industrial park located at the I-95 exit in Florence, South Carolina. Check it out at MPDC Co-op or PDEC.com. Okay, we're back, and I've changed the camera angle here. I'm normally the voice off camera, so hello. This is behind the scenes a little bit, but I thought I would uh, pipe in and ask you a question here, if that's okay, Ken. We're also a country uh, that will celebrate biological men as woman of the year. I mean, in high places. I think they did it in the White House not long ago. Well, I mean, and and, and we're, we're, we're demanding of certain organizations in our society, um, the military, uh, Stanford's medical class. It's just bizarre to me. And, and what? I'm for diversity. I'm for equality. I'm for inclusion. Sure. But, but there's got to be a limit there. there there's got to be some guardrail in place. And, and you know this, as a libertarian-leaning Jeffersonian, it's hard for me to not allow people I mean, you've asked me this question before. Should a 40-year-old be allowed to have a sex change operation? That's an interesting question. The libertarian in me says, of course they should. I mean, that's their choice. It's an adult person. But, 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 okay, but, but as a libertarian, is that an assault? Am I being unbelievably hypocritical and inconsistent on my belief about the natural order, the biblical worldview? I mean, if I believe that a man was born a man and should die a man or will die a man, then why would I advocate for allowing a, a doctor to perform a surgery that changes their race from one to the other? I mean, there's a, there's a great degree of hypocrisy and inconsistency there. Now, now here's the difference in, in yours truly and a lot of others. I will try to hash that out. 
I mean, I'll honestly try to evaluate. Um, you're being hypocritical. Yeah, I am. Why are you being hypocritical? How hypocritical are you in regard? And you'll acknowledge to that? the conflict. No, but it, yeah. no question about it. But but see, Rev, and and this is where the country fails on these big issues. And this is a big issue. This doesn't have a dollar sign behind it, but this speaks to the cultural nature of our country. And that matters a great deal. Look at some of the great dynasties, superpowers, and empires throughout mankind. I mean, the Roman Empire was not destroyed from, from outside. I mean, it was from within. It was cultural and, and, um, and, and moral rot and ethical rot. And, and I, you know, I think God loves everybody. And I know this sounds like a sermon. It's not intended to sound like a sermon, but, but you know, if I have a forum and I have a biblical worldview, then the, the pronouncement should reflect that biblical worldview. But, but, but once again, may, maybe I failed to push back as hard as I should have on some of the other gateway issues. And, and then all of a sudden you wake up one day, uh, your kid smokes a joint, and you're like, damn, son, you better stop that. I mean, that, that, you know, you, you, marijuana is illegal. Well, I mean, Dad, it's marijuana, but everybody does it. And you kind of acquiesce. You give in to that impulse. Next thing you know, your kid is a total addict on one of the hardest drugs imaginable. I don't know what the hardest drug imaginable is, but that's almost the way this has, has gradually and, um, and, 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 you know, evolved and progressed. And I want to say this. I mean, I, I do believe this. I do believe that there are people in this country that are offended by people who have a biblical worldview. And they wish nothing more than to, to assault people who have a biblical um, worldview. And having a biblical worldview doesn't mean you do everything right all the time. I mean, that's impossible. People who have biblical worldviews are just as hypocritical as people who don't have biblical worldviews. But there's something that resonates within. That there's some understanding of society in general has to have a certain um, criteria or guidelines of which to conduct itself. Or the next thing you know, Rev, we'll have a man marrying a man, a woman marrying a woman, and then if you're not careful, I know this sounds crazy and would never happen in America, but but if you're not careful, you have a woman saying, I'm born the wrong sex, and I want to be a man. And the government will subsidize a surgery that allows that woman or that man to be transitioned into a woman. I mean, it's, it, it's bizarre to me that we've gotten here, uh, and not only bizarre, it's extremely dangerous. So, so in closing, or if you want to say something else, let me jump in here. Well, you started this episode talking about America's core values declining. Uh, have any thoughts as to, to why or how well, it started? Or but, or but do you and I have the authority to say they're declining or changing? Well, I guess it's one person's well, I mean, opinion, right? Yeah, exactly. They're and changing. That's the point I'm trying to make. Some I mean, people would say know, it's getting better. I mean, I believe that, that if, uh, if America is less patriotic, I think we're declining. I think if America is less religious, I think we're declining. I think if we're having fewer children, I think we're declining. I think if fewer people are taking community involvement seriously, I think we're declining. Um, I think if more people are making money as their priority, we're declining. If, if fewer and fewer people believe that hard work is essential and important to living a successful, I don't mean financially, a fulfilling life, I think we're declining. But there are a lot of people who don't feel like I feel. And I think we can have a very legitimate debate about patriotism, religion, having children, community involvement, money, hard work. I think there is absolutely an essential time in American history to debate these issues. Why do fewer people hold those near and dear to their hearts? But, but I don't know how you argue the other side of the transgender or gender dysphoria debate. If someone is born a man and they in their own volition believe they were born a woman, 
and, and America celebrates that. And, and the next thing you know, that man is swimming with women and he's shattering records. And, and, and a lot of us scratch our heads and say, ah, shit ain't right. I'm going to excuse my complexity of sentence there, but that, that shit just ain't right. But, but half the country goes, this is a great day in America. When we allow someone, um, you know, with, with certain hardware and, and a lot more fiscal strength and endurance to just, you know, just outswim the women, that, that's bizarre. But that, that's the problem I have. I think it is so disrespectful to women. That's how I look at it. Well, I mean, it's unfair. Unfair is Not only is it disrespectful, it's unfair. And, and I thought we lived in a world where we, you know, prize to some degree um, the fairness. So, so in closing, I, I want to say this. I mean, you know, I mean, th- these are my opinions. They, they've given me an opportunity to express my opinions. I do it in, in somewhat of a, um off-the-beaten-path and an unconventional sort of way. Uh, but but at, at times, I think America needs to really – look underneath the hood and see exactly what's there. And if we believe that, that America can stand because we're chosen by God, that these founders were exceptional political theorists and out of that came the greatest nation in the history of mankind. And there's nothing could jeopardize, you know, our being the preeminent superpower, the dominant, you know, economic and, and cultural power around the world. Um, I mean, nothing's forever, nothing's forever. And I think we're foolish to believe that certain issues like this don't speak to the moral rot that eventually ruined the Roman Empire or led to its fall and demise, and 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 we're not exempt from any of that. As great as we think we are, and I do believe that America, on a linear graph, relatively good, relatively bad, we've been far better for the world than not. We have been a relatively good force in the world. There's no doubt about that. But when we start celebrating the fact that someone um, consider themselves um, gender neutral, gender uh, gender nonconformist, they're experiencing gender dys, uh, dysphoria, and and not only do we um, rationalize that and 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 make it more reasonable than I think we should, we celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs>